Well, good morning, church. Um, welcome to Living Stones. My name is Pete, and I woke up this morning having no idea what was going to happen today. I, I just got to ask, how many of you guys actually knew this was going to happen? Raise your hand if you did. Okay, that is very impressive because I had no idea. I had no idea. So don't worry if you're new to Living Stones. Um, we're not some strange cult. We don't all wear the same clothes. The ladies had a little fun with us guys this morning and made us all dress up the same way. Um, yeah. <laughs> Threw me way off. Well, I have a couple of little short announcements before I go into my sermon, so I just want to give you a heads up starting this new year. Um, our lead teaching pastor, Andy, will be leading us in uh, the sermons going forward. Um, but right now he's at a really awesome youth conference leading worship with some folks from our church, and that's a really exciting event. Uh, my son is actually participating in it, so... It's a blast having them serve other uh, churches and other communities. So Andy's down there, and he'll be leading us off next week um, as well. Also, the next kind of a really exciting announcement I'm going to announce, if we throw a picture up there, we have a new worship pastor joining Living Stones Church, Michael Johnson. So Michael Johnson is the brother of Andy Johnson. So before, uh, I kind of want to unpack this whole story to you. Um as Andy decided to become our lead teaching pastor, realized as a church he needed some support and some help. And so the elders and Andy and I and us um, and some other leaders of the church said, hey, we need to find some support. Let's start looking for a worship pastor. We were in the process of um, looking at some of Andy's friends that he knew, some contacts, and there was one that we were kind of following along with, and it, it fell through. And at the same time, you know, God kind of works in serious ways. And Andy gets this random text from his brother, Michael. Um, hey, do you know about this church in Wilmer? I'm interviewing about this church. Well, the backstory of these two, Michael and Andy, um, when Andy was serving in Valley Church down in Iowa, he hired his brother to help with leading worship. He's a very talented guy um, with tech and leading worship, and Andy needed help down there, so asked his brother. Well, Andy came up here. Michael decided to do it, you know, leave the ministry for a short period of time. And Andy had no idea when he got that text that Michael was coming back in ministry. So Andy's like, oh, hey, this is kind of weird. I didn't know it. So he reached out to his brother and said, hey, um, would you maybe be interested in working for us at Living Stones? And so we went through a process of interviewing him, um, meeting with both him and his wife. Um, the elders did, um, the worship team, some other leaders of the church. And we came to the conclusion that Really, I think this is a season in our life where Michael would really bring a lot to our congregation, our community, our family. And so we're excited to have him join us. He is going to lead worship January 14th. That was not planned. Uh, Andy just asked him to come and join us and worship. Um, but his official start date will be January 22nd. He's moving up January 20th. So they live right now in Nebraska. And so January 20th, um, if you're willing to volunteer to help move him and a his wife up here to Cocado, that'd be great. Um, down there or up in the, move all the stuff out of the van as we unpack him. And then again, um, he'll be joining us starting 22nd. So before I dig in the sermon, let's pray and uh, just ask God to work in our hearts. Jesus, we just are so thankful for some laughter and some fun. Thank you for this body of believers who want to seek you. And um, Lord, just as we Digging your word, I just ask that we would see who you are. And by knowing you, we would grow. By growing, we'd show you the world, the love we have for you. So Lord, just be with us now. In your name we pray. Amen. So as I was preparing for the sermon, I was thinking about 
um, how often in life, some when good things in life are happening, it can lead to more good things. So, for example, in, in money and, and retirement, if you start saving, putting money away, it, the compound, the magical uh, work of compounding interest, where money just keeps growing as you keep put saving in, your retirement keeps growing. Um, it's similar, I guess, to exercise. I've been told that if you start exercising, um, your muscles get you know used to it and you get more comfortable and it actually turns into a fun thing. I'm still waiting for that to happen, um, but apparently it's true. Um, the other thing that most of us know is that if when you're meeting with somebody for the first time, you know, sometimes that conversation is maybe a little awkward, but as you get to know somebody and that friendship develops, that conversation becomes easier and easier. So that's, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking about when I got this passage from Andy and he asked me to talk about it. It's like, there's things in life that just kind of lead to other things. And so let's read in Colossians, Colossians 1, 9 through 14, and we can kind of see this picture, what Jesus is saying here, what Paul's writing about. So open your Bibles, either underneath your chairs or grab your app, again, Colossians 1, 9 through 14. For this reason... Since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continue to ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have a great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. And so in preparation of this sermon, I was, I was thinking about this, this, this verse, and what I saw a pattern in here is, you know, Andy, uh, you can throw the next slide on the, the picture here. The idea of abiding turns to fruit, turns to gratitude, and that this idea of abiding fruit, gratitude, the, the image that I had in my mind is, I don't know if you guys are familiar with augers and that augers that dig in the soil. So you can see here in the, the picture, you got this auger that's digging the soil. And as it, it's digging, the soil is lifted up. Or if you're an ice fisherman, which there's not much ice out there yet, so hopefully you're safe. Um, you're digging into the auger, and the, as you dig, as the auger is spinning, it, the snow comes up. And this is what the kind of the picture I have as I was going through this sermon in this passage. And so I'd like to keep that in your mind as we go through. So in verse 9, it reads, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continue to ask God to fill you with all knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding of the Spirit the Spirit gives. When Paul wrote this, um, sometimes, I guess, believers or people who are not familiar with the faith think that the Christian walk is some kind of mystical journey. And um, it's really not. It's a very simple, simple thing. There's three things that we can gain knowledge of God, learn who God is. One is you got to actually pick up the Bible and read it. God has provided a picture of who he is through his word. He sent his son Jesus to live, and we read what his life was like through scripture. The other thing God says is we need to pray. We need to sit down and actually turn our hearts to him in prayer. And the final thing is what we're doing today. We're joining together as believers, digging God's word, Maybe you're in a small group or in a Bible study. And, and those are great examples of times where someone can shed light on God's word or shed light in their experience to know God more. So this, this idea of getting knowledge and then putting this knowledge in practice is what we call abiding. In scripture, um, 
this pattern is, again, not something that it's difficult or um, you have to search out like some kind of like uh, secret passageway or like Indiana Jones. No, it's it's pretty simple that God lays out in front of us. It's doing those three things and then following what those three things sense. And that's what abiding is. So the definition that I found for abiding is to endure without yielding, to wait for, to accept without objection, to remain stable or fixed in a state. Jesus gives us an illustration of what abiding means when he writes in, in John 15, 4 through 8, and I'm just going to read that to you right now. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No bear, branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So when I read this passage, um, I, I thought of the oak tree. Um, I have a few oaks in my yard, and if you guys know familiar with oaks and you watch them, you look up at them and they have all these leaves and they'll produce acorns. And if you notice carefully, there are some branches that don't have anything on them. And over time, those branches sit there and, and some wind comes, a storm comes, and what happens? They fall on the ground. So you end up picking up a lot of branches off the ground. And that's kind of the image here that Jesus is talking about is, are you a branch that is tied to the, the branch or vine? Are you tied to God? And um, in my own life, I can, I can picture times when I was like that oak branch that was withering. I wasn't connected to God. I wasn't spending time with him. And what was happening? I didn't have any leaves on my branch. I was for sure was not producing fruit. I wasn't producing any acorns. And that, that, that's a really great image of what abiding means and what it means to be a follower of Christ and staying connected. It's not something magical again. It is strictly doing the three things, getting God's word, praying, and being with others. A, a good definition that I, I read is, abiding is not an inner impression or a feeling, but it is an active process of spending time reading and praying to God in order to know him more. You know, God made a promise that if you knock, the door will be opened. If you seek, you will find. That, that is very true in my life. And when I was struggling and, you know, basically being a little lazy, not doing God's word, and my life started shriveling up, I realized I had to come before God and just say, hey, I have to get in your word. I got to know who you are. And I remember a men's conference that I was at, and it, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I was just doing my own thing, and I needed to get reconnected to God. So as you're doing this um, in life, some of us will wonder, well, I've been doing all this work. I've been, I've been reading God's word, but am I really knowing him? Well, scripture says, if you know him, you will produce fruit. What is fruit? Is fruit things that we do in life? Is it the things that we maybe have a great family or we're involved in church or involved in extracurricular activities or volunteering a lot? No. What does Jesus say of what fruit is? But the fruit of the spirit is love, 
joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Again, it's when I read this and I realized this, it wasn't about what I did, but what was in my heart. And by abiding, the fruit came. Tony Evans writes a great quote. Most of us want to bear good fruit. The problem is that though many Christians hear about God and carry his book around, they're not really getting to know him, not really experiencing him. To bear fruit, we need to be grafted into the true vine, Christ. To be lifted up out of the dirt, to set aside our own diversions, and to remain in Christ. Again, fruit is not for us. Fruit's for God's glory and showing the world that we are disciples for his glory. So I asked the question, uh, someone asked this, I heard the sermon once, they asked a really tough question. In this last year, do you see fruit in your life? Did you see change? Or if you ask a spouse or a close friend and ask them, say, hey, in this last year, the last couple of years, have, have I changed? Have I made some you know, differences in my life? Have, said I, have I set something aside to bear for more fruit? That was a tough question. And I often look, think back about that question and, and say, okay, if I, my goal is to bear fruit, I miss the point. Point is to what? Abide. And abiding produces the fruit. So as we talk about that circular motion, as you abide, becomes fruit. And when you see your life change, you see God working and doing the miraculous things in your life, what happens? You build a sense of gratitude. In verse 12 of Colossians, it writes, and giving joyful thanks to the Father. You know, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get in a, maybe a spiritual, hit the spiritual struggle bus. I start riding this struggle bus for a while, or maybe it's a mental struggle bus, or maybe it's at work or a relationship that I'm riding on. And pretty soon I don't realize, but I'm just kind of getting myself whipped up and I, my concentration and my focus is on my problems and about what's going on in my life. And, and in those moments, um, it, it's, I'll be honest, it's hard to get out. Sometimes it's just really hard. But the one thing that I learned and through this passage that really helps us is when you take a moment and just in prayer, think about what God has done in your life and thank him. Just say, God, thank you for doing this. Thank you for allowing me to see this. Thank you for working in my kid's life. Thank you for my beautiful spouse. Thank you for the job I have. Suddenly, life starts to change. The analogy I like to go is if you're, if you're a horse person, I know a few families in here are horse families. Um, how do you lead a horse? You, you lead the horse by the head. Where the head turns, the horse will go. If you're not a horse person, maybe you, you know this about cars, that if you're driving a car and you lose control of your car, what do they tell you to do? You look into the ditch? No, you look to where you want to go, and that's where you'll head. And that's what the same thing, when you're on that spiritual struggle bus, maybe take a time and a moment to look towards God. And that will help you to learn into leaning into abiding, which means that you can start digging into them and then producing that fruit. Today we celebrated communion. And um, this is a perfect example of giving thanks and turning our hearts to God and thanking him for what he did. In Colossians, we didn't read, but... Um, 
I can't help but today to bring it up because we did communion, uh, verses 13 through 14. So if you just want to open your Bible app again and we're going to read it together. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that what we celebrate just here at communion? That God made a way for us to be with the Father? That just blows my mind. And not only did he make a way for us to be with Father, he made a way for us to have a relationship with the Father. And this relationship, um, when I learned this, really changed my perspective, my walk with Christ. So in John 15, 14 through 16, if you want to go back over to John 15, verse 14 through 16, it reads, You are my friends if you do what I command. That's, that's abiding. You are my friends if you do what I command. But you catch that? my friends the god of the universe wants to be your friend that's the kind of relationship he wants i no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business instead i have called you friends for everything that i learned from my father i have made known to you you did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give. As we start this new season, um, I think it's really important just to sit on these words and to remember that the Christian walk is not something, again, mystery or magical. It is strictly just going, doing what God asks us to do, get in his word, praying, being with others who encourage you to do the same thing. So I got a couple questions to ask you. If you're maybe new to this or you're just checking out the first time, what's holding you back from knowing him? Is it uh, fear? Is it pride? Is it maybe like myself, a little laziness? It's amazing, again, what if you seek, you will find, and I encourage you to do so. If you've been a Christian for a long time and maybe walking with the Lord, I got to ask the question is, how's your fruit? Is it maybe a little bit fake fruit? Is it artificial fruit? Is it stuff that you're trying to create an image of the outside? Or are you truly abiding God and that's coming from him? So the question I have for you is, do you read the Bible to know God more? Or do you read the Bible to get something out of it? It's a big difference there. Just think about that. Are you reading the Bible to know God more? Or are you using it as a self-help book? Big difference. God wants that friendship, that relationship with you. So today I can just encourage you again this, this season, really take the time to dig in God's Word, even if it's five minutes. If you've never read the God's Word, you never read the pick up the Bible, even five minutes, you'd be amazed what God can do. It changed my life, and I know it can change yours. So let's close in prayer and just thank God for what he's done. Jesus, I, what can I say? The relationship we have with you is amazing. The opportunity that you have given through dying on that cross, making a way, is unbelievable. I can't even fathom it. But Lord, I am grateful and I am so thankful for what you did. You allowed us to have a friendship with you that can be deep and meaningful. And you are there if we seek you. 
all of power of heaven will come if we just turn our hearts to you. And that is a truth that we're thankful for. So Lord, I just ask as we go forth today, you bless everyone knowing that your promises are true. So Lord, I just pray for everyone here. And just again, thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen.